Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello to everyone out there in Radio Land. Um, I want to especially welcome all of you who are listening in the archives. I have a really interesting show for you today, Uh, one I've been wanting to do for a long time. And whether, whether you have a tattoo or not, you probably have an opinion about tattoos. So today we're going to talk about the mystery of the tattoo. <clears throat> um, actually, the tattoo is not new. The history of the tattoo can be traced back to 6,000 B.C. <laughs> and even in the Bible, there's the story about the mark of Cain. You know, supposedly God required that Cain be marked with some kind of a visible mark on his body that people would see. And this was as a punishment um, for killing his brother. And within ancient cultures, this marking of an undesirable person was not uncommon at all. Criminals were tattooed with a mark of the type of the crime they had committed. And also in various tribes of peoples around the world, tattoos have been used to mark a member of that tribe, Uh, much like the way, you know, cattle are branded today to show who they belong to. A rancher's land would have a symbol, and that symbol is branded on all of his animals that he has on his ranch, so that if a stray bull or a cow was found out roaming around on unclaimed land, whoever found it could tell who it belonged to by the branding of that ranch's symbol, and they could take it back home. And if the animal did not have a brand, it was called a maverick, and whoever found it could keep it. So in ancient times, the symbol of a person's tribe would be tattooed on him or her, sometimes on their chin, or sometimes on their hand, or sometimes on their back at the nape of their neck. And also many ancient cultures required their young men who, uh, during rituals of puberty, when they were being placed within the community as a man, to prove their manhood, and they would be required to have a very painful tattoo. In the United States, tattooing was known the most among men who had to fight in the war, you know, World War One and World War Two, and to go to war was so traumatic for a man. He had to leave his family and his loved ones and go forth into battle with an idea that he could be killed and lose his life. So for, before they would deploy overseas to join that fray, it, it was uh, somewhat common for these young recruits to get drunk and get tattooed. <laughs> They would have the names of their loved ones tattooed on their bodies so they could feel like they were taking them with them into the battle. Some had prayers tattooed. Some had symbols of freedom, like the eagle with its wings outstretched, or the symbol of the army or the navy, you know, whichever military group they belonged to. 
perhaps as they considered laying down their life to fight for freedom and justice, that in the end that tattoo would be a message to all of us back home if their dead body was sent back home. It came home with a message. And if by the grace of God they were able to come back from the war and join their loved ones again, their body's message was still a testimony to their heroism. And mostly in the early history of this country, only men got tattoos. The only women who had tattoos were in the circus. But more recently in this country, the notion uh, that only criminals or war heroes got tattoos began to change. As the U.S. began to expand its ideas about equality, uh, now, during World War II, since the men of this country were gone for so long, you know, sometimes they were gone three to four years fighting in Europe. So the women were left at home to keep the home fires burning, but this often included earning the living as well. And by 1945, more than 2.2 million women were working in the war industries, building the ships and aircrafts and vehicles and weapons and the women also worked in the in the factories and out on farms and they drove trucks and they entered professional areas of work you know that had previously been the preserve of the men like doctors and lawyers and and dentists and thousands of women enlisted in the military as nurses and some of those served on the front lines and so after the war, things were never, things never went back to the way it was. After World War II, which was supposed to be the war that ended all wars, that changed the face of the earth forever. All over the world, but especially here in the U.S., where we have more freedom, women discovered their multidimensional selves. And as the saying goes, the die was cast, <laughs> the cork was popped, and there was no way to put it back on. So today, not only are men still getting tattoos, but now more women than ever before have gotten tattoos because no longer is it the criminal or the gang member or a military guy who has a tattoo. There is practically no taboo on tattoos today. Well, today I have a very special guest to talk about tattoos with us. Uh, her name is Dr. Frances Hewson Stam. Uh, she's a Ph.D., former pro uh, associate professor of art at Columbia University. And more recently, she has um, been uh, an enrichment lecturer for the last 10 years on cruise ships, and what did she talk about? Tattoos! <laughs> and she's actually visited the various places all around the world where tattooing has always been a part of the culture. Frances is an artist herself. She calls herself a spiritual artist, and she's used art in her life as a means to document and express her own personal journey. She has created what she calls the circle of her life, 22 large canvases that are displayed in a circle, and it speak, 
and they speak of her own spiritual evolution. Uh, these canvases are absolutely beautiful, and you can view them on her website, www.paintology.org. Today she says she would repaint the 22 canvases <laughs> to include what she has learned since because <laughs> she says that each of us is a continual and ever-expanding facet of the cosmic prism that bends the light so that humanity is not blinded by the brilliance of the vast creative force of the universe. I I just was over uh just thought that was a beautiful statement how each one of us is an instrument of the light and we bend that light into our own personal expression of who we are. So her interest in tattoos comes quite naturally <clears throat> as another exploration in the way that peoples of the world express their art. Let us welcome Dr. Francis Hewson-Stam. Well, Francis, here we are. We're in my um, alternate studio here in Southern California called The Pool. We're here at this beautiful big pool that we have here in the senior community where we live, and we're going to um, start our talk today um, about tattoos, which I found out in the on the internet. Go tattoos go back as far as 6,000 BC. So, what are you going to start with today? I'm going to talk us. about the uh, ta- the mystery of a tattooed mummy, about this uh, South American mummy that was uh, among one of 300 uh, dug up from the Atacama Desert. It's the driest desert in the world, so these mummies are perfectly preserved. And they uh, they buried them with their uh, bodies sort of folded. And one of these mummies w- was obviously a princess, and her hand is beautifully preserved. You can The tattoo on her hand is, is uh, gorgeous. And... Uh, she was a royal person, so none of the other mummies are tattooed, which means that in this culture, tattooing has something to do with status. So it has a sociological and archaeological uh, impact on the history of, of human beings. And other cultures have uh, used tattoos for religious significance in the South Pacific. They are uh, on Maori women's chins, they're a symbol of her, uh, the tribe that she belongs to. And uh, the men get tattooed in the South Pacific as a rite of passage. They're considered men after they've endured the pain and suffering that goes with getting a tattoo. Mm-hmm. What, what? How old would this mummy have been? Well, she died young, and uh, there was a gold plate over her face, uh, and... She had a tremendous amount of jewelry on, but we don't. She's at least a uh, thousand years old, but we don't really know exactly when she died. The Mochi are the people that fought Pizarro for 400 years, and uh, they were very fierce people. There's a lot of their gold left in the museum in Bogota, and. Um, and you say this uh, symbol on her hand 
designated her status? Yes, apparently it did, because she's the only mummy that's tattooed, and she's obviously a princess. Oh. So if anybody has a a special tattoo on their hand, they could ask themselves, did they get that tattoo to, to, to signify their status? Well, the, the women <laughs> in the Middle East tattoo on their hands, and here's a, this is a, a really gorgeous picture of, uh, let's see, let me go back. And um, the, the women uh, in the Middle East tattoo their hands with henna, for weddings yes. and anniversaries, the Hindu and so it's a very common thing in the Middle East. They still do that. Yes, and you and you can have it done here in Southern California. There are uh, I have had brides that have had that done. Right. Okay. Yeah. So so we know that it's still contemporary. But let's talk about the United States today because popularity of tattooing is staggering. It As is. Pew Research did um, a study of the of tattooing in the United States just convenient for me to talk about, and so let me go, go over the figures with okay. you. Uh, the annual amount of American spending on tattoos is at least $1.65 billion. You're saying billion. Billion. Not million. Billion. The, the total percentage of Americans of all ages who have at least one tattoo is 14%. The percentage of adults 18 to 25 who have at least one tattoo, 36%. The percentage of adults 26 to 40 who have at least one tattoo is about 40%. Total number of Americans who have at least one tattoo, 45 million. Number of tattoo parlors in the United States as of last year when this study was done, 21,000 average cost of a small tattoo is about $45, but the average cost of a large tattoo is $150 an hour. The percentage of the United States population who have covered up a tattoo with another tattoo, because they were embarrassed, is 5%. The, now, there's a percentage of people with tattoos who claim they're addicted to ink. So it's a, some kind of a masochistic uh, uh Aberration, obsessive, a kind of obsessive compulsive desire for the pain uh, of, of being inked. So there, that's about uh, 32% of the people who have tattoos. Percentage of people who have some regret about getting a tattoo, about 17%. Percentage of people with a, with a tattoo or getting or having one removed, 11%. And as so you see, in the United States, it's a very big and popular business. And so when you ask people, why do you have a tattoo? Uh, one big reason is memorial. Yes. They tattoo on behalf of somebody that's deceased, and they want to remember them. Another reason is affiliation. Men in the service, and some women too, tattoo to, um, uh, affiliate, to, to to advertise and affiliate and remind themselves that they belong to somebody. They belong to the men in their unit to whom they're very loyal. Mm -hmm. Another uh, reason for tattoos is um, decoration because uh, they're sort of a fad. And uh, so a lot of girls are getting tattooed because they think it's 
sexy and interesting to reveal their tattoos to the guys they're dating. And <laughs> you, you see them on the beach, uh, and they're tattooed right above the bikini line uh-huh. in the back or right. on the side or over their leg. And yeah. um, where I see the most tattoos, when I'm volunteering at the VA, uh, there are incredible numbers of veterans who are tattooed, but not just uh, small tattoos, not just little ones, uh, whole arms, Mm-hmm. Hold backs, so so it's mm-hmm. extremely common, and you know I think much more than we ever thought we'd see. In thinking about why people would get tattoos, I had I have never had a tattoo, but uh, two of my children have, and then all of my grandchildren have, <laughs> and um, I I sort of saw it as like laying a marker, uh, like you would set a stone at um, a grave site, in a sense. And you said there was that memorial um, idea to, uh, you know, commemorating an event, wanting to remember that event. And in so many cases, the event has sorrow attached to it sometimes, yeah. which to me is, uh, it's like you endure the pain and you're setting your marker mm-hmm. for this That's painful a good theory. event. Yeah, good observation. Oh, there, there are cultures like, like the Japanese culture, where tattooing is an art. And I want to recommend a very old Japanese movie, which can still obtain. It's called Irizumi. Irizumi in Japanese means tattoo, and it's an amazing story of of a um, of a man who has a mistress, an older woman, and she has a tattoo on her back, and he is turned on by that and now he has a young mistress and he's begging his young mistress to have a tattoo and uh, she she's willing and she says I'm going to do it because I don't want to be defeated by the older mistress <laughs> so she, she so this her lover persuades an uh, retired master tattooer to come out of retirement oh to, to do her tattoo. And the, one of the most stunning scenes is when the master tattooer said, okay, let's see your back. And she is, um, she drops her kimono. She's kneeling on her knees, facing away from us, and she drops the kimono, and you see this absolutely snow-white back. And he says to her, the tattoo's going to take a year, and it'll change your life. So that means she has to get on the train in Tokyo and come out to this village where he's retired and and begin the process. And Why is it going to take a year? Because it's uh, her whole back. <gasps> her whole back. Yes. Is that a, what the older mistress had then? Yes. The older mistress has a, a tattoo over her whole back. So she, does she do it? Yes, but I don't want to spoil oh. the story. <laughs> okay. It's one of the most incredible... <laughs> Um, movies I've ever seen, only the Japanese. Uh, so we're all going to wonder now, did it work and did he find her as alluring? <laughs> What's the name of the movie again? We're all going to have to get it. Irizumi. Okay. I-R-E-Z-U-M-I. All right. Tattoo in Japanese. And you can. it's still available. So I have had these brides that um, walk down the aisle in their gorgeous, gorgeous wedding dresses, you know, uh, covered in tattoos <laughs> all through their, around their chest area, down both arms, and um, 
Uh, I've often wondered uh, of a young girl getting a tattoo before she is married, if she's thought about that time when she's going to wear that wedding dress and walk down the aisle, you know, in front of all of her loved ones uh, to get married. Well, she, if, if she was modest and she was concerned about it, she'd pick out a wedding dress that covered that them. That covered them up. But, otherwise, but otherwise, you're yeah. going to blatantly show them. Yeah. And one of the first couples I married in my career was a couple that came down here to Southern California from Washington State, and they had a tattoo parlor. And I want you to know these two kids were tattooed in nearly every vacant spot of skin on their two bodies, and not only that, pierced as well. The, they were pierced and tattooed from head to toe. <laughs> well, I have a grandson that's a tattoo artist in mm. Western Australia in a little tiny town, Margaret River. And the reason I got interested in tattooing is because of him. And he's tattooed all over. But then I saw this movie, Irizumi. You can see that the uh, tattooing is an incredible work of art. And then we, we had that bestseller, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. So so we know that uh, that, that uh, full-body tattoos are still really important. Well, let me get... A little Go bit ahead. more about the history. All right. In 1860, the, there were sailors that uh, landed on Easter Island, and they called it the Tattoo Island because everybody there was covered with tattoos. And uh, on Samoa, the the um, the men get tattoos that look like shorts from their waist down to their knees. And uh, I wish you could see this picture uh, of what that looks like. Maybe you could give me uh, some of these pictures, and I can run a slideshow uh, during the time that we're um, what I'm doing the radio show. Okay. I can do a slideshow using a, a shell or a little sharp uh, knife to make the cuts. Is how it's done. Here, here's a woman tattooing another woman. And I read where the they shell. use ashes to make the to make it black. Black. And yeah. what else? Uh, octopus ink, black ink from the oh. octopus. And there are other black things in nature that like soaking uh, nutshells that produce black. Mm -hmm. Here's a Maori woman with her chin tattooed <laughs> that shows their tribal affiliation. And uh, Maori warriors are, have facial tattoos, half tattoos or full tattoos mm -hmm. to make them look really fierce. And it, it, they're still doing it. When you go to New Zealand, you can still see men that are classically tattooed. So then in their workplace, there's not a, a prejudice against it in these other cultures? No. Not not in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Not among the Maoris. And their gods, when they're depicting their gods, their gods are always tattooed also. Uh-huh. Which is really interesting. Yes, about, it is that they're gods, the Maori gods. Yeah. And so the culture has a um, an affinity for tattooing. It's very important to men because they are accepted as men when they are finally tattooed. They do it in, in, in adolescence.
and late adolescence. Is there anything else connected with it in their ritual to become a man besides the tattooing? Not that I know of, mm-hmm. but uh, there must be. Uh, just uh, I, I'm not acquainted. And are with some it. of the uh, the pain involved? Is it somewhat extreme? Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. Because they're they're cutting the skin. That's what you see in Irizumi too. He uses. The tattoo master uses the old-fashioned knives, and they make cuts in the skin, and so the ink can be delivered below the surface, and the, the cuts bleed. Mm-hmm. So they're wiping up the blood while they're tattooing. Yeah. So I think you mentioned to me that you have actually visited some of these lands and uh, where the tattoos originated. The different islands and yes, I've been all over the South Pacific, uh, mm-hmm. working on cruise ships, mm-hmm. and uh, they're they're everywhere. And there's some classic designs that don't look like uh, North American cartoons uh, that are that have cultural significance. I uh, own a couple of books that I bought, which explain some of the symbols. And oh, here's an interesting idea. Nike, the, our our sports manufacturer, actually put out a line of women's uh, sportswear where they use tattoo designs. And they, there was such a hue and cry from the South Pacific that they had to discontinue the line. Wow. So the, Too the, bad. Go back. Interesting. Yeah, pretty. Well, I found a couple of uh, arm gloves that you could buy. Not they don't fit over your fingers, but they just fit over your arm, and they're tattoos. And I have given them to a couple of friends. <laughs> That'd be a way to shock your friends, wouldn't it? To go out to dinner and show up with your arms all covered with tattoos. Right. <laughs> Aren't the they leggings. beautiful? Yeah, because the tattoos themselves are beautiful. Here's the. Ta- a, a guy with a tattoo being used in an ad. Mm-hmm. Sexy. And so the Marquesas, the everywhere, there are are uh, all throughout the South Pacific. There are uh, ta- there are uh, significant numbers of tattooed men. And the and the designs do mean something. Now here's the, the here's a couple of contemporary soccer players, and you can see their arms are tattooed below their t-shirts. There's men from South America that are tattooed. So so sportsmen, uh, including the NBA, are all tattooed. Let me just find these pictures of the. That's Look at that! It's almost the whole body. Yeah, the, that's the Japanese. Yeah. So there isn't anything. The skin is our largest organ uh, of the body. So there isn't anything uh, like that one that where he was practically tattooed over his whole body. Is that going to impair him in any way physically? We don't know. The, there hasn't been any um, evidence of that. As far as I know, at the time I was preparing this. To deliver on a cruise ship, um, I hadn't done any research, but uh, there there must be some um, effect on the body from putting ink below the surface of the skin. But I don't know if that's been studied. There's another movie uh, that I want to recommend, and it's a documentary. It's called The Tattoo Nation, 
and it's the story of uh, men from the streets of East Los Angeles who t uh, started tattooing using ordinary pens and they wind up in jail where they have plenty of time to do more tattooing <laughs> and the uh, and some of the prisons have banned uh, tattooing and um, what happened is that it evolved into an incredible art where they do portraits with shades of gray that cover an entire back and uh, uh, there's a couple of famous par parlors, tattoo parlors in East Los Angeles that are still operating where uh, street art has, has become a, a, really a work of art. Well, so we're talking about something here that is not new, um, is apparently been done and, and been a part of, of life for as far back as we can trace life. So um, I, I know of some people who really judge a person if they have a lot of tattoos on. They judge them as being strange or, you know, different. And um, um, I just think that they have the uh, courage or the need to express in this way and that it's uh, not something to... Uh, you know, there's no right or wrong about it. There's no good or bad. There's it just is a is a form of expression, and um, that we can appreciate and allow and accept. We know that the uh, the reason there was a stigma attached to tattooing is only sailors did it when they were drunken in port. That's what we thought, <laughs> and then now uh, we associated getting tattooed with the criminal element off the street, so uh, that's maybe the way tattooing was introduced to the American culture. Could be, but, yes. But uh, around the world, people don't feel that, that way. way. Exactly, and I think that's what you're, uh, what... <laughs> oh, that is cute. She's showing me a picture here that says, why in the world would you get a tattoo there, of all places? <laughs> And the answer is a bottle of tequila, bored, and the wrong friends with me. <laughs> well, that's a good thing to end with, um, Francis. I just so appreciate you taking the time to um, uh, share your experience about the tattoos and give us a little bit of um, of a. Uh, a broader look at things here. I ended my uh, talk with some pictures of people that I think are unemployable because of the kind of tattoos oh, they really? put on them. Yeah. So, so some people have carried it too, too far. far. They're a little bit neurotic, and the things that they've chosen to put on their faces and necks um, are, are the kinds of things that an employer would not want to see. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. So if they've got uh, a rich uncle or... Uh, uh, if they want to live on the street, then they could choose those things, right? <laughs> well, it, 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 that's definitely something that our culture allows. It just doesn't mean that every employer wants them in their business. I know it. I know it. Can you see these? Yeah. 
Yeah, I've seen some of those picture with the um, where they've made their face like a tiger, or um, you know they've. But those those people, you know, who knows what they're trying to work out in their life. <laughs> okay, just one throw in one more statistic: the National Basketball Association, fifty-five percent of all the players <laughs> the NBA, and here, here are these NBA stars with tattoos. Yeah, yeah. They helped. I I think they helped to make it more no, more acceptable. natural and more and more acceptable. Yes. Right. Yeah. So. Well, I want to thank you for sharing and. Um, well, and perhaps we can um, do another session at another time. Thanks okay. so much for letting me talk about this fun subject. Okay. <laughs> well, so, <clears throat> if you're thinking of getting a tattoo, I would ask you, uh, what are you trying to say to yourself and to the world? Is there something in your life that has caused you pain and you want to commemorate that moment with the final pain of a tattoo so that you can then have closure and release it and lay your memorial marker at the grave, so to speak? What is so important to you that you wish to immortalize it forever with a symbol on your body? Is your tattoo a sign to the world of the cosmic prism of light that you are bending so that we can all see and share with you your truth? What truth about you would your tattoo reveal? Now, if you already have a tattoo or tattoos, is your tattoo out in the open where all can see it? Or is your tattoo a part of your secret life? only to be revealed to those who are invited into your secret chambers. Where you get your tattoo is part of the statement you are making. Is your tattoo just a statement of something to you, or is your tattoo a statement of you to the world? Is your tattoo big? Does it demand attention? Is your tattoo about love? passionate love or unrequited love or a loved one who has passed? Is your tattoo visible artwork about violence or abuse or hurtful acts? How does your tattoo reveal something about you? What story does your tattoo tell? If you are a young woman who is not married yet and you are thinking about getting a tattoo, I would suggest that you think about that day when you're going to be walking down the aisle to get married and think about how the tattoo will look uh, with your wedding dress. I've always asked every bride I have married over the last 20 years, what have you always dreamed about on your wedding day? And there is just something about walking down the aisle that is universal with all brides, whether it's just going to be the two of them or just their family or even all those weddings that do include all of the family and friends. Brides think about walking down the aisle in a beautiful dress. So think about where your tattoo would be uh, when you wear your wedding dress. 
And let me just say to all the young women out there who are not married yet, and this comes from my 20 years of recent experience being in the wedding business, I have yet to meet a young woman who doesn't want to get married. So it was great doing having Francis on my show today. I don't usually have guests, but I've just been thinking about doing this show on tattoos for a long time. And when I met Frances at the pool and found out that she'd been lecturing about tattoos on cruise ships for 10 years, I knew it was time to do the show on tattoos. And I hope we've given you a broader look at this form of art, and I hope you've been challenged to consider how you wish to express what has happened in your circle of life. And I just encourage you to take a look at those 22 canvases that Frances has painted to request her quest, to represent her quest for enlightenment. And again, her website is www.paintology.org, P-A-I-N-T-O-L-O-G-Y.org. This is Marcianne, and my website is www.marcianne.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.